A federal judge heard arguments from the DOJ and Trump lawyers about the search warrant executed at Mar-a-Lago on August 8th, and it was a bizarre hearing. Me and my brothers will break it down. Lindsey Graham was ordered to testify before the Fulton County Special Grand Jury by a federal judge today. Republicans are getting ready to file lawsuits against Biden and students for student loan debt forgiveness, fighting to take away Social Security and Medicare, defunding the FBI, fist bumping when they voted against our troops, getting health care for toxic pern pit exposure is apparently not enough for these radical right extremists. And a big win for Democrats in Alaska, Democrat Mary Peltoa defeats Sarah Palin in the open congressional seat in Alaska, a Democrat who ran on protecting our freedoms and a woman's right to choose. And then we will take you live to Biden's Soul of the Nation speech at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on the extremist threat to American democracy. And we already have one of the lines from the speech. I'll read it right now. Quote, MAGA forces are taking the country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. A powerful speech that will begin shortly. This is the Midas Touch podcast live with Ben, Brett, and Jordy. Joined also by our live host, who you love, backed by popular demand, Tony Michaels and Gabe Sanchez, who have done an absolutely incredible job hosting our January 6th coverage and the hearings there. Uh, we got more of those coming in September. Everybody, make sure you subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of the breaking news. And boy, oh boy, do we have some breaking news to discuss today. And most importantly, this speech that's about to occur in little under an hour at this point, a Biden speech about the extremist threat. We know very recently that Biden has leaned in to making clear this is a fight about democracy versus fascism and the MAGA extremists. Biden has not shied away from that fight. He's having one to now. Brett and Jordy, what can we expect? And then I want to toys toss it to Gabe and Tony as well for what they can expect. Well, I'm really excited, Ben. And it's first off, I just want to say it's great to see everybody. We are live, live tonight. And it it's exciting. Live, 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 live. <laughs> and no, I mean, it's a historic night and President Biden set to give a historic speech. I'm happy that he is leaning into actually calling out these MAGA Republicans because President Biden, you know, everybody knows he came in as trying to heal and unite the country. And what happened? These MAGA Republicans tried to incite an insurrection and overthrow the government. They've been constantly attacking our freedoms for so long. Long, and we have to really deal with and acknowledge the extremist threat that is before us. And so I'm glad that President Biden is going gloves off, calling out MAGA Republicans by name, which is certainly a new thing that he is doing. And I like this amped up rhetoric. And I think it's very important, though, as we listen to President Biden today, to listen to the nuance of his words. President Biden is very quick to say, he goes, listen, at all the speeches that he's given recently that I think he's done a killer job at, he goes, listen, right. I like 
conservative Republicans. I have a lot of Republican friends. Republicans are not bad people. Republicans are not the problem. But this party, this MAGA Republican Party, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is not your grandfather's Republican Party. These are extremists and they must be called out as such. And Ben, as you read all the news about just what happened in the past 24 hours, it just reaffirms the extremism that we are seeing right now from this MAGA Republican Party. And we're seeing it every day with Donald Trump. I mean, we've seen it for years. This is a guy who mm -hmm. sold out our troops. He called mm -hmm. our dead veterans suckers and losers. He freed mm -hmm. 5,000 Taliban prisoners. He let COVID run rampant that instead of doing anything to stop it, he prioritized conspiracy theories and quack treatments that frankly would make Dr. Oz blush. He tried to extort Ukraine. He hid and stole top secret compartmented information, got caught, and refused to give it back. This, this is a guy who launched a terrorist attack against the United States of America on January 6th and tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power. And guess what? He is still doing it to this day, still engaging in the same behavior, in the same rhetoric. Just today, as you're listening to this podcast, Donald Trump told a right-wing radio host that he would issue full pardons and a United States government apology to the January 6th terrorists who violently attacked law enforcement. Brad, didn't he say he goes, well, that's my theory right brother, now. That's goes, been my yeah. theory from Jump Street, brothers. What'd you say, Jay? It, 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 I said, that's been my theory from Jump Street is the reason why Trump didn't pardon the J6 insurrectionists to begin with is because he thought that would be a tool to put in his back pocket for when he, you know, eventually ran again. That he'd be able to let angle it in front of here, them. Here and here's what I'll add on to that. Also, I think he thought that it was going. I, I think he still thought that he was going to succeed in his insurrection. Right. I still think he still he still thought that he was going to pull one over and that he was going to take power and that he was going to become a dictator. And so I just want to tell you what you are going to see with the Midas media coverage of this event. And what you will not see, what you will not see is us both sizing the issues here today. Because I can tell you what you're gonna see on some of these other networks. I can tell you exactly what you're gonna see. President Biden is going to give a historic speech where we know some of the words that he's going to say. He's going to come after specifically these MAGA Republicans who have attacked our country. And you know damn well that the media is going to go, oh my goodness, Biden is being so mean. It's gonna be like that. Donald Trump truth that he posted on his thing. Why is everybody so mean to me? That's what the media is going to say. Why are they being so mean to these people? You know what? These are the people who are torturing women every single day. These are the people threatening to destroy our democracy every single day. These are the people pulling back our rights. These are the people who are putting bounties on the heads of women. These are the people forcing 10-year-olds to carry their rapist babies to term, banning books, trying to ban contraception. I don't want to hear a both sides with this issue for the people who attacked the United States of America. And Brett, to that point, and then I want to throw it to Tony, I'm reading from the Associated Press right now. They go, the explicit effort by Biden to marginalize Trump and his make America great again adherence marks a sharp turn for the president who preached his desire to bring about national unity in his inaugural address. Tony, exactly when, you what see, I'm talking about. when you see that right there, we meant to bring the nation together, not people who are trying to turn our democracy into a theocratic fascist state run by a wannabe idiot moron like Donald Trump, who literally today, when it comes to these documents, he's He's upset 
that it looked sloppy, the documents that he stole. That was his main criticism, that the documents look sloppy. Tony, what are you expecting today? And what do you think we could uh, be expecting to see? Well, I think President Biden, the, the main thing here is that this speech is going to give way for all Americans to look at MAGA Republicans the way they should. Um, I mean, they're they're not the friend of democracy. They're terrified of democracy. And there's a reason why they're terrified of democracy, because it is not their friend. We watch as Sarah Palin, the the lipstick uh, what, what did we call her this morning, uh, Gabe? She's she's the um, she's a, a hot. What's the difference? Hockey, mom. hockey, yeah, hockey mom right. and a pit bull. And I the was doing lipstick, lipstick on a lipstick on a yeah. pig this morning, but she's the lipstick lady, right from two thousand eight, who couldn't it, just give one, just one thing she read, and here we are in, in history, back at Sarah Palin, and she loses in Alaska. <laughs> she loses in Alaska, and b- they blame it on ranked choice voting. They're like, oh, we don't like ranked choice voting. You don't like voting in general. <laughs> that's, it. that's it right there, Tony. That's you it right there. You just don't like voting. And I think the idea that the president of the United States, the leader of the of the only pro-democracy party in our country right now, because that's really where we're at. There are a lot of folks out there that don't know what the hell a Republican is. They don't know what the hell a Democrat is. They're working. They have kids. They, they right. go to school. They got the PTA. They got a lot of shit they're doing. Most of them don't even know who the cabinet is. They don't even know who the vice president is in this country, but they do vote and they care about their country. They care about their life. These people want to abolish the Department of Education, the school that their kids go to, that they so desire, that they're a member of the PTA, that they go a a couple times a month to eat lunch with their children. These people want to get rid of that lifestyle. They want to get rid of that way of life. And I think the president of the United States, the head of the Democratic Party right now, the the head of the only pro-democracy party in this country, because I think that's mm-hmm. where we're at. He is going to lay out for the American people here that they're not Republicans anymore. There may be Republicans, but they're in our camp now. They're in our camp with pro-democracy. These MAGA Republicans, these Trumpletites, these Mogledites that are out there, they are not for democracy and I believe that he is going to lay that out and he is going to lay the groundwork. He is going to lay the groundwork for all Americans to understand exactly what is happening and what is at stake in this election. And Gabe, did you see that uh, the Republicans were saying today that Mitch McConnell was not extreme enough? Rick Scott penned an op-ed, I believe. No, I did not see that. But it doesn't surprise me, right? Well, hold on. They called Mitch McConnell a, a traitor and treasonous. Um, and they Every, said everything short of a rhino. Him. Ben, yeah. Carl Rove is too far left for the modern day Republican. Right. Party. Well, Carl That's Rove is, is, you know, is going on Fox <laughs> News and saying these documents don't belong to Donald Trump. This is something that is ours as the oh, U.S. Gosh. government. Right. When, again, it's just one of those things that when it doesn't go their way, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, Josh Hawley, all of these people, when they hear things that don't go their way, whether it's, oh, the person voted uh, for the other party that supports democracy or justice or whatever it might be. They incite, they want to incite uh, violence. And you saw that last week and you see it this week about turning the temperature down. Like, why are you using that type of language? It's because you're trying to, to hold hostage our country and the democracy that, that is at stake right now. And that is what they're trying to do. So when they hear someone like Mitch McConnell or Karl Rove or whoever go against the narrative, they immediately become the, the enemy. They immediately become far left. They're deep state. They're they're not MAGA enough. 
it's uh, it's insane to see, and it's also not surprising either. Right. There's nothing these radical right extremists really won't do to bend backwards to support Trump. I mean, here you have a situation where we know that he literally stole top secret, sensitive, compartmented information. He stole it, placing the lives of our troops, of mm -hmm. our you know, agents abroad in jeopardy. And their argument is, is that, oh, no, the, he could steal it. Of course he can steal it. He can do whatever he wants to do. And then there's the hearing today before a judge that he appointed. He doesn't even go through the magistrate judge process. He goes through a federal judge. He happens to draw a judge that he appointed. And he asks for a special master. And they didn't file any paperwork for a special master on August 8th, when the search warrant was executed, they waited until the search warrant um, was not was not only just executed, but that the government had actually looked through all of these records to make this request for a special master. But the Department of Justice had to point out to this judge, judge, he's not the president anymore. <laughs> he doesn't own yeah. these documents. You can't claim things that you don't own. And not only that, but the executive privilege lies with the executive branch. And he's not the executive. He's not a king. He's not an emperor. He's an idiot. He's, he's a, a loser living in his uh, resort in Florida. Yeah. That's it. That is it. Yeah, it's but living in a resort in Mar-a-Lago. We have this yeah. judge talk about the attack on our judiciary. You know, she's not. she didn't make partner at her law firm when she was appointed. She's appointed to be a federal judge in Florida. She's hearing this and she's like, well, a special master sounds like it could be a, a good idea from the reports that we heard. And, and she had to be educated, not just by the Department of Justice, but by a bipartisan group of former federal prosecutors who said the precedent here is not even a close call. This isn't a country of kings and emperors. It's a country of laws and presidents. Scary and Brett, when I just read some of the stuff coming out of that hearing today. I just want to make clear, though, that, that here's the thing. The government, the DOJ's already looked through the records, right? So this whole issue is moot yeah. to begin with. They've seen the records. Any attorney-client privilege is separated. So what we're really talking about is nothing anyway. So I just want people to know that <laughs> because they've reviewed, they've reviewed the record. But the idea that a federal court would appoint a special master to take documents that the Office of Director of National Intelligence is looking at because someone who's no longer the president just says so? As a lawyer, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Brett, <laughs> but, I was going to say, speaking of stupidest things in the world, the arguments just keep getting dumber and dumber and okay. dumber. And it's like it's like a competition between these people to come up with the stupidest argument possible. And I constantly feel like I'm in like an Andy Kaufman movie or something, just waiting <laughs> for somebody to reveal that this is all some big joke. Like, but it's not, but it's real. And these people are going along with it. And you have obviously the lying grifters who are spreading the disinformation. And then the rubes at the bottom who are just like, feed me lines, feed me things to say to everybody on Twitter. And you have, you know, the biggest example of this is the whole notion of Donald Trump. And there's this clip of it where Donald Trump's biggest concern is that, oh, they're going to think I'm a slob. Look how they threw the documents on the floor. It's just strewn all over the floor. Like I'm some sort of slob. Tony, you want to play this clip of Donald Trump today? Uh, talking yeah. about the raid and the evidence that the FBI had found while they did their search that they photographed. Absolutely. I'll play. This is this is a clip. It's 42 seconds long. It's where he he's he's 
again, projecting through the entire clip. I mean, it's total projection. He is a slob. If you've seen, and me and Gabe went through this on our show today. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you if you've seen pictures of him at his office in Trump Tower, that old nasty raggedy office that he has in Trump Tower, he's just. I mean, it's 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 disgusting. Total he, slob. Disgusting. Oh my god. Disgusting. Old, old Happy Meal boxes sitting That's everywhere. Gross. He's got nothing but magazines of himself and newspapers of himself sitting around, which I think is actually important when you're talking about the the documents in the drawer. We kind of talked about it today. But this this clip here, he he is total projection. And then we'll show the picture that he's talking about because everyone's seen this picture, but we'll show it on the other side, too. A lot of people think that when you walk into my office, I have confidential documents or whatever it may be, all declassified. But I had confidential documents spread out all over my floor. And uh, like a slob, like I'm sitting there reading these documents all day long or somebody else would be. It's so it's so dishonest when you look at it. And so people were, were concerned because they said, gee, you know, that's a strange scene. You look at the floor and you see documents, right? They have cover sheets of documents. No, they put them there, John, and they put them there in a messy fashion. And then they took a picture and they released it to the public. And this is what we're dealing with with these people. Okay, I just want to point out, again, on the Trader TV News Network, this guy is like, uh, people just think I have confidential documents. Oh, by the way, I do have them, and they're all declassified. Yeah, by the way. But, they, but I didn't lay them out messy like that. I hid yeah. them in my drawers, so only people who came into my room right. privately could see them. I didn't just throw them all over the floor. Listen, nobody, and I mean nobody, thought a photograph of evidence is how those documents were laid out. There is a literal evidence marker that says 2A, which means there are multiple other exhibits. There is a forensic ruler on the bottom to show the scale of the documents, the size of the evidence. It shows that they are next to his Time magazines, which shows they were mixed in with Donald Trump's personal belongings. They were apparently beside his passports and all of his personal documents. And they are trying to act like they are more mad because they are liars, more mad about a photograph, about a photograph of evidence, a very routine procedure than the fact that there is actually all this evidence in his place. And Brett, can I make a point here? Let me make a point here. The Department of Justice did not know at the time they photographed it that 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 would be published pre-indictment. Mostly Mm -hmm. all of these filings that are occurring never occur in any court proceeding because the idea is is that it would actually be prejudicial to the potential criminal defendant who will be prosecuted. So the government did not announce, did not publish these things. These things were asked. Trump's basically dared them to publish it and made all of these false statements. Such a good point. So they had to publish these things that they took at the time as evidence, but none of this was intended to do a media blitz or they, oh, we're Donald Trump's going to call us out and file a motion that no one's ever heard about called a motion for judicial oversight before the federal judge and not the magistrate. And we're going to have to show this Trump appointee what these documents were looked like that there were top secret sensitive compartmented information. So that point, Brett, is being is being missed there. But no one talks about that. Yeah. And the fact that the crime is that he had them in his possession in the first place. 
place. Right. So like, like it doesn't even, the classification does that matter. He took him, he hit him, he obstructed when they tried to give him back. He's caught red handed, dead to rights. There's no black or white about it. And if you care about the United States of America, if you actually care about this country, you will be honest with yourself and not put forth this bullshit thing. This is like if a drug dealer got caught and they were in court and they presented the evidence before you <laughs> and their argument was, Bad Hold picture. on a second. Hold on a second. Bad photographer. Bad <laughs> photo I, don't, I don't remember all my drugs and my gun and all the other contraband that uh, I stole. I don't uh, remember that all lined up in that neat framing on the table. I'm not that messy with my table where I just put all these things, all my drugs there. This is a mistrial. This is an outrage. No, that would be ridiculous. And everybody knows that's insane. It, that it's so part you, it's yeah. so intrinsically part of the Trump playbook with everything he does, though. It's it's always this distract and divert mentality where what can I do now? Like I keep digging my hole even deeper. Let me just make some more random stuff up. And then that will grab the news and the media's whole attention. And that's what we pride ourselves here on the Midas Media Network and the Midas Touch Network is like we don't get caught up in that bullshit day to day nonsense of that distract and divert. We tell the people like it is and why it's BS. And and luckily, you know, we have great players on our team, whether it be Tony, Gay, Ben and, you know, the rest, Lee, uh, Texas, Paul, you name them, uh, just able to break things down just in, in ways that people can understand without. Well, you so just got to call it out, Jordy. You can't you can't give it any quarter in terms of you can't you can't even give it like this is a legitimate position. Right. You right. just need to say out front, this is not a legitimate position. These people are liars. These people are fascists. These people hate the United States of America. And you got to be very clear about that, that these people, they're enemies of the people. Donald Trump would call people. They are legitimately. Once again, he was projecting. And Gabe, I want to get Gabe. I want to get your thought on the. Uh, hearing today and, and the whole ordeal around the search warrant. And then I want to move on to Lindsey Graham. Yeah. So I think, I think the speech today, I think if anything, it'll be a, a sign of, of Biden saying, look, there is no guarantee to our democracy right now. Clearly everything is at risk through all of these local elections. Uh, the midterms upcoming, this is something that we should take seriously because if we don't, then, you know, our rights, the things we have access to that we should, you know, our inalienable rights that that we we have as citizens are at risk. They're on the chopping block. This is something that we cannot risk and, and mess around. This is, you know, as many people say, the most important election that we have right now. I mean, 2024 will be another big one. But right now, these midterms are going to be a huge determining factor on how we move forward in this country and what we have access to and the rights that we have. Because, again, democracy is not a guaranteed thing. And if we don't stand up to the fascist uh, uh, rules and, and policies that the, the right want to put in place, um, then it's something that can go very, very you know, much awry. Uh, and then when it comes to, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, I was going to say, and democracy clearly isn't a thing when it comes to people like Lindsey Graham and, and right. all of these enablers who the first sign, as you said, Tony, they, they just don't like the concept of voting generally. Like <laughs> we, we hate ranked voting. You hate a system where the person who gets the, who's ranked number one wins. What do we, they, we do? They uh, implemented it. Yeah. Right. Well, they used one. to love it. They used yeah. to love it when it could make <laughs> them win. Yeah. Well, they used to love mail-in voting too. But as soon as that turned no, the cusp to show against them, they were is... like, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Mail-in voting oh, is fascist. Now all of the all of the mail-in voting laws were out there because they liked the mail-in vote. That was their go-to was <laughs> right. mail-in voting. That's how they like, won. Wait a minute, we're losing That's how they won. That's how they won. We don't like mail-in voting now. Yeah. So Lindsey Graham is ordered to testify 
um, before the Fulton County Special Grand Jury by uh, a federal judge uh, and the district court in Georgia today. Lindsey Graham has been arguing under the speech and debate clause, which protects legitimate legislative activity, that when he threatened Brad Raffensperger to overturn the results of the election, that that was legitimate legislative activity. And the judge was like, okay, look, objectively, <laughs> Lindsey Graham, when we look at this, you're a senator from South Carolina. Objectively, it's weird that you're speaking to a secretary <laughs> of state. That's weird. From that's in layman's term level. what the well, judge said. I mean, said. Lindsay is weird. He is yeah. weird in general. But, but the judge said, "Look, you may be a weirdo. I mean, you may be a weirdo. There may be some legitimate legislative activity at play if you were fact finding, but that doesn't mean that there could be specific targeted questions by Fawny Willis and the investigators." on non-legislative activity, like your work with the Trump campaign to overturn the results of an election. That is not legitimate legislative activity. So the judge ordered Lindsey Graham just to shut up. Now I'll make this point, and then I'll pass it to you, Brett, which is, if this was legitimate legislative activity, if all you were doing was fact-finding, right? Wouldn't you as Lindsey Graham just go, okay, look, what, it'll take 20 minutes? I'll go before the grand jury. What were you doing? Well, I was asking him legitimate legislative questions. You know, I just wanted to know, you know, these types of questions, get the answers. But why would he be fearful to testify? And it's obvious that people like him and Ginny Thomas and the Giuliani's, you know, were out there overturning the results of a Democratic election and trying to figure out ways to get a fake slate of electors before Pence to have him certify those. And when Pence wouldn't do it, what have we been seeing in all these January 6th committee hearings? Violence. And that's what Lindsey Graham also said when it came to the Trump search warrant. After all of the excuses were exhausted. Now it's like the documents weren't that messy when I hit them. And there's <laughs> going to be another insurrection if you indict Trump. That's where these fascists go. Brett, it's it's the same playbook. It's the same playbook, and they use the same playbook in every aspect of politics and, and our lives. And I know we were speaking about earlier this situation that was going on in Michigan over abortion rights. And there was an abortion rights initiative, and the Michigan Election Board rejected it. They decided to not allow the people to have a say, and this is now going to get kicked up to the Michigan Supreme Court. And so what happens is, is it's what we've really been saying since the inception of Midas Touch and since the beginning of this podcast, the Midas Touch podcast in general, which is Republicans always liked democracy as long as it upheld their power. As long as it upheld white supremacy, democracy was a-okay. But once people were able to vote and once people were able to rise up against their oppression, then suddenly that's when democracy no longer becomes good. And that's when you have to shut down people from voting. You can't let people vote on the decisions that affect their lives the most because you know when they actually have the say, guess what they're going to do? 
They're going to vote in their interests. They're not going to vote against themselves and take away their own freedoms. So they figure out these other ways to take away power, whether it be gerrymandering or whether it be like this election board rejecting an initiative that would have been voted on by the people and putting the power into the Supreme Court, which is thankfully a democratic-leaning Supreme Court. So we should be okay there. But we need to see what they're doing nationally. To Brett, really you're talking there about in uh, Michigan, right? Yes. That there was a referendum that's being proposed before the people. Okay, Supreme Court, you say that it's the state's rights. Let's let the people vote on a referendum and they can decide if they want the right to choose or if they want total abortion bans. And what the Republicans argue, because to get something on a referendum really isn't a like a political argument, they argue the way the spacing was and the way the commas were and the way they double spaced after the period instead of single space. Like that's the bullshit. (laughs) We're not making, but, but here's the thing. We're not making that up. The arguments by the Republican like group that the, the board of canvassers to object was the double spacing was not appropriate. And therefore the people shouldn't vote on a referendum on whether there should be the right to choose or not. I mean, it's, it's absurd. Jordy, what do you think about that, Jordy? That's, all, I, that's un, unbelievable, but but it's straight out of the Republican playbook. They, they, they cheat. Whatever they could do to cheat, they'll do it. What I'm excited about, though, tonight, and what I don't think we've talked about enough yet. Dark Brandon, we, probably. Dark Brandon, man. I cannot wait. Is that, really what you're, is that really what you're going to say? Honestly, yeah. No, I cannot <laughs> wait to see President Biden unleashed. Because, look, if you guys remember, when 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 when, when Dark Brandon is allowed to speak <laughs> to the American people uninterrupted, like he did at the State of the Union, just overwhelmingly, the American people love what he has to say. They really do. Because at the end of the day, he's a normal person. He's a normal president that only wants to bring stability back to this great country. And so when Dark Brandon speaks... He speaks for the American people at large, and it's only until Fox News gets their talking points and OAN gets their talking points the next morning do all these crazy fringe, you know, Republicans, you know, start start to spew those BS talking points. But overwhelmingly, when President Biden gets to speak uninterrupted to the American people, the the poll numbers are through the roof. Tony, so Dark Brandon went from someone who's in their playbook, uh, entirely <laughs> incoherent and incompetent to like, he pulls every puppet string right now, according to oh, the it's, radical it's writing. Extreme. I mean, it's the pretty impressive so for, a, for, for right. sleepy Joe. I got to say that. Right. Yeah. He's got a lot of in his, in his arsenal and you see it tonight. Like you had, Wait, could we just say McCarthy. that rebrand of sleepy Joe to dark Brandon was like just masterful. I mean, dark, dark Brandon, that. once again, they did it to themselves. Yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. ones who started pushing Dark Brandon. Well, they and always then, do this. They and always then it got co-opted, and then the, the perfect time as we had was back in the day, they would always say the left can't meme. The left can't meme. It was like, no, the left just didn't want to meme because we don't want to play your bullshit. But now, you know what? We're gonna play in the mud with you, and we're gonna play better than you. And we speaking, play better than you. But speaking of of Dark Brandon memes and Dark Brandon art. Um, I have a uh, who wants to do the pitch here for the uh, for the dark Brandon stickers. I've got I've got a graphic here. Uh, we oh, got some great Jordy. You got to talk about our new dark Brandon stickers, our November merch. Take it away, Jay. I mean, you can't even. Yeah, th- th- this is by far my, my my favorite collection of them all. We have great gear, dark Brandon. I mean, we're, we're just taking that phrase straight back. 
from these MAGA Republicans. And we're, and we're what's the it. gear, Jordy? We got stickers, we got t shirts, we got November t shirts, we got row, row, row your vote t shirts. I thought I was, I thought I was pitching it, but yeah, 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 but you weren't really doing a good job, you really weren't doing a good job selling it. So, no, Ben saw what happened, and right now, we'll reset it, we'll reset it, we'll reset it. Go to com right now and use the promo code democracy, you'll get 10% off over orders over $50. That's promo code democracy at store.midastouch for for 10% off orders over $50. And we got amazing stuff. Everybody is loving it. And we're really starting a movement with this stuff too. I mean, I love that November since we started announcing the November right. collection that we have. It's become really a phrase that has fired people up. And we're going into the midterms with that calling card, with November on our minds. And I think that is the most important thing that we could do. I just want to, I want to talk a little about Kevin McCarthy, who is possibly, honestly- Fine with Kevin McCarthy. Probably the most despicable guy in the entire Republican Party because he knows better. And we know he knows better because he has, in brief lapses, has admitted that he knows better. Yet mm -hmm. this guy went to Mar-a-Lago. He bowed at the foot of Donald Trump, and he has supported him every step of the way against our democracy. And tonight, Kevin McCarthy had the nerve to preempt President Biden's speech with his speech, acting like Republicans are actually the proponents of democracy, acting like Joe Biden is actually anti-democratic. And this is the playbook of the Republican Party. This is the whole notion. This is what they do with like cancel culture and things like that too. They do the worst things in the world, including in this case, launch a terrorist attack on the United States of America. And then the second you call them out on it, they try to make you the bad guy and they go, you're canceling me. You're being, this is not unity that you spoke about. Listen, all actions have an opposite reaction, and this is exactly what they are experiencing, and they just can't take the consequences of their actions. So Kevin McCarthy today trying to position himself as the beacon of liberty, while also in the same breath saying things like, President Biden, or he probably didn't call him president, and the, his Department of Justice launched a raid on Donald Trump in an undemocratic fashion. That sentence right there makes Kevin McCarthy disqualifying from doing anything in our government. I'm sorry. There is no room for people like Kevin McCarthy, like Kevin McCarthy in our government. So when we're going to the right. polls this November, no matter who your local congressperson is, remember, as you go into that ballot, you are not only voting for them, but if you are a Republican voter or an independent voter, for example, you are voting for Marjorie Taylor Greene if you vote for that Republican. You are voting for Craven Kevin McCarthy if you vote for a Republican. You are voting to put Jim Jordan on the House Judiciary Committee on the to lead that. That is the stakes of this election, and we cannot let that happen because it is literally letting criminals steer the ship, and we cannot let that happen. I mean, in fighting against the interests of Americans, you know, um, one of the pieces of news that came out today is Republicans are getting ready to file lawsuits against Biden and students for Biden's student loan debt forgiveness. And this is at the same time Republicans are fighting to take away Social Security and Medicare. They want to defund the FBI and repeal the Espionage Act. They want to repeal it. I mean, just have to reflect on that. Because there was a valid search warrant and Donald Trump stole top secret sensitive documents, they want to repeal the law that stops espionage. I mean, that's how sick these people are. They fist bumped when they voted against our troops getting health care for Disgusting. toxic burn pit exposure. That's who 
they are. And, and Tony, do you think this is making a, the polls are shifting. I mean, we see the results, for example, in Alaska with Mary Peltoa, but overwhelmingly, I think we're seeing Americans say these Republicans are really, really, really extreme as exemplified most by taking away a woman's right to choose these total abortion bans that have no exceptions at all for incest and rape. What do you think, Tony? Well, I mean, it just goes back to what I said before is they don't believe in democracy. They don't want democracy. And I think Americans are onto them, um, especially when you see campaigns like Beto in Texas, uh, Fetterman in Pennsylvania, where they're talking about things like, I don't know, community. They're actually saying these things that matter to people. They're not talking about someone else's genitalia in a bathroom. Or they're not focused on re in Tennessee, whether they can marry a teenage girl or banning Big dick energy. Fairs. Well, right. Or banning book fairs or banning book fairs in Florida. I mean, literally, these these people are showing you who they are and who they want to be the leaders. I mean, Ron DeSantis, speaking of Florida, he's the blueprint of the fascist state that they want to have on the entire nation. I mean, he is the blueprint for that fascist state. And they're not going to let up on this. And, and really, the American people, um, they're smarter than what we what we want to believe. I mean, we see the loudest, the dumbest are always the loudest. Right. And I think that is showing through. And I think Americans are getting more and more wise to this as his support dwindles down to the craziest and the most delusional. And I think that is where we're at. And I think Biden is going to reflect on that tonight to be able to show the American people like, hey, this isn't Ronald Reagan's party anymore, right? Mm -hmm. This is that. This is not the Ronald Reagan Republicans. This isn't even Bush Republicans anymore. Okay, these people are out to lunch. They've lost their minds. They didn't lose their marbles. Their marbles packed their shit and left. Right? The marbles are like, hey Ted, get the get your shit. We're going. I mean, that literally is where we're at in this country. And I think people are wise to it. People know right. exactly, and they're going to use the power of their ballot to 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 say, nope, we're not doing that kind of shit. Gabe, and Republicans took out not just hundreds of thousands of dollars in PPP loans, but mm -hmm. some of them took out millions of dollars like while they're members of Congress and had their debt completely forgiven. Then they have the audacity to say that they're going to be filing lawsuits against students. Most of the benefits of Biden's student loan debt forgiveness is impacting people making $75,000 or less. And that's what they hate about $10,000 right. in mm -hmm. loan forgiveness and millions of dollars in debt forgiveness to these Republican extremists who should be serving our government instead of running podcasts and getting millions of dollars in loans. What do you think about that? I mean, hypocrisy at its finest. Oh, well, yeah. Hypocrisy, thy name is the Republican Party, really is what it is. I mean, this group, <laughs> they are revisionists. They are anti-American, anti-healthcare, anti-education, anti-American you know, prosperity. They are everything that is against what we as a country believe in. So when you have Biden who says, hey, I'm going to try to help out students as much as I can, you know, through these loans that you've taken out, I want to forgive those things. So you actually have the ability to advance yourselves in your career and your actual life itself so that you're not burdened by loans, right? I mean, this is something that should not be even a topic of debate to say, hey, you're struggling. Let me give you just a, uh, just a helping hand right now so that you can push forward. And those same people on the Republican side who have all these problems, like, you know, with this just simple task of helping out those who are burdened with debt. They have the audacity, like you said, of, of 
being hypocritical and judging those who are not as as lucky as they are, right? These sitting members of Congress or, or senators or whatever their, their position may be, um, you know, were the first, first to jump on board and take advantage of a program that they knew in advance that was coming out. And I think that is the biggest thing that I have an issue with is that not only did these people take mil- hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars out to, you know, better their own life and, and whatever position they're in, but they did so knowing full well when it was going to happen. So they had to jump start before anyone could even apply. I knew people who tried to apply for PPP loans and they could not get anything close to 10,000. Mm. And they were, they were in line in a queue that at the, by the point that they were actually being able to be seen to, to evaluate their business, the money was gone. And that Gabe, was something. I, I also know so many stories and I know so many people also who have told me the similar stories to this about companies that got PPP loans and instead of giving them to their employees, fired their employees and took the money for the top. So it right, was right. a extremely flawed program. Yeah. Um, I was in, don't get me wrong. I don't knock anybody for taking a PPP loan. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, really sure. don't. Yeah. It's the hypocrisy about it that really yeah. bothers me that they took advantage of this. And I don't know what kind of employees these pe- members of Congress had who took it. I'm sure they did it in a corrupt manner. Manner, but then the right. most appalling thing is they accepted the loan forgiveness and now they have the nerve to criticize working people, hardworking Americans. Exactly. And they try their new strategy now, which is just so disgusting to me and so offensive to me, is this attempt by them to brand people who went to college and are in debt as somehow lazy and as somehow mm-hmm. drains yeah. on American society. Yeah. Like of all people to try to act like somebody is a drain on American society, if people like Ted Cruz and Lauren Boebert, like give me a break, mocking people. And right. they each have, you know, they it's like, you know, when they speak about like LGBTQ and they have like the same jokes about pronouns or whatever, like they all find like one joke that they think is like, oh, we got one, we got one, we got one. And they, and they, they rehearse yeah, Ted Cruz goes, Ted, Ted Cruz starts, Ted Cruz starts all of those speeches, right? That he does as like, my pronouns are shut the hell up, you know, with the stupid fireworks in the background, um, you know, and, and the reality is, is that he doesn't even realize the internal contradiction And what he's saying, which is, you know what? The government should stay out of that. How people identify, how people want to live their life, how Mm -hmm. people were born. Shut the hell up is the is the right response. But what you're imposing, Ted Cruz, is you want to tell people what to do. And they're telling you, shut the hell up. And I'm controlling. I just got a brilliant idea on how to troll these people. Because they try yeah, to act like, why Why do people care so much about pronouns? You know, they try to, this is like the biggest thing in their mind. It's not about helping people. It's not about letting people be who they are or having rights or whatever. They focus on these culture war issues. If you called Ted Cruz her and she all the time, I bet yeah. he'd be pretty pissed off ultimately. Oh, yeah. I, will, I, I will just say, if you misgendered him, and so uh, how about you treat others the way that you want to be treated in there? That, and I can, I can guarantee when, when he, because he's he's told that, it's I think it's kiss my ass. He goes, my pronouns are kiss my ass. And everyone goes, wild but he's done that again and again and again at least in the last two oh, or yeah three. we could we could do a yeah, big, yeah. A big super which i'm like okay can we just talk you, about you Biden did it for, you got another it. hot yeah. second though what he campaigned on too there hasn't been a lot of presidents in history that when they campaign on something that they actually then go ahead and follow through with the damn thing mm-hmm. biden campaigned on this ten thousand dollar student loan forgiveness and he damn well followed through on it so for him to be following through on the promises for all the different acts, the PACT Act that he passed, from everything that he's done so far in this administration, in the first two years, in barely a 50-50 split Senate. I mean, it's been so wildly impressive. And the way the media treats this man 
is so just uncalled for. It's ridiculous. And once again, it's why Midas Media Network and the Midas Touch Network exists. Look, I implore you, please, if you're watching this right now, hit that subscribe button to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, please. It, it really helps us get our message out. We're unapologetically pro-democracy. We call it as it is. We don't, we don't hold any punches back. And I think you who are listening to us right now understand that as well as anyone else. So please hit that subscribe button right now. Let's grow this thing together because frankly, nothing like this exists on the quote unquote left. And we are and looking right for now. Democrats in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Democrat Mary Peltoa defeated Sarah Palin in the open congressional seat in Alaska. It was formerly held by a Republican who passed away, who had held that seat for about 49 years. Um, nobody really expected Mary Peltoa to win this, you know, weeks and weeks and months ago when the seat first opened up. But she ran on a very simple platform. Republicans are taking our freedoms away. The Supreme Court is controlled by radical extremists. And she kind of ran on this kind of libertarian kind of, you know, new democratic lean in, which is like we need to protect the freedoms right. of people from the encroachment by radical Republicans who want to hurt people. And she beat Sarah Palin. There was a really funny video circulating in Texas Paul <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Everyone should check it out a little bit later. Just showed, you know, the differences in these concession speeches, like when a Democrat is defeated in their <laughs> primary, you yeah. know, they wish the person who wins a success. They immediately support. Uh, the person, right, like, like Malcolm Kenyatta and Fetterman. Like, Kenyatta doesn't go out there and go, it's rigged, it's a whole rigged thing, wah, wah, wah. He goes, all right, <laughs> the, the, the election happened, we move on, we put on our big person pants, and we and we move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, the same thing with uh, Nikki Freed in Florida. It was a tough right. race with Chris, right? Um, and at tough the end race. of the day... Right. I mean, she she, you know, is a tough. That's how politics was always in the past amongst Democrats right. and Republicans, too. Like, you know, you would lose a race and you would concede with dignity, um, you know, and not whine and complain. And, and Tony gave Jordy and Brett. It's the whining. These people are just <laughs> well, like, babies. I, I was yeah, I was going to say the it's the pure stupidity. We say it all the time on the podcast. People like the stability. Stability over stupidity every single time. Well, democracy over autocracy. And that yeah. and I think that that is that's what's gonna ring true tonight because we're watching uh we have some images here um of the where the president's going to come out and give this speech about a, a Republican extremism and why the MAGA side of the Republican Party is now far right. They're not your your grandpa's Republican Party anymore. So we have that imagery. But I want to go back to student loans for a second because I, I like what I like what what we were saying about that. But here's the thing: is most people out there who still have the student loan debt, who have been paying for years and years and years on the student loan debt. And I, I haven't had, heard many people say this, and maybe it's just because I've said it a couple times, I've heard it out of my mouth. That $10,000 is barely going to cover the interest that the government fucking charged them for mm -hmm. those student loans. Barely going to even cover the interest. Oh, yeah. And I just, I just don't understand why people can't figure out that, hey, this is not a check that's given to people. This is not something that is a handout. This is the federal government saying, we have debt on the books. The college and the universities have already got their money years and years and years ago. We've already got our money in the interest. 
All we have to do is relieve them of $10,000 if you make under less than $125,000, which, by the way, the most significant part about this entire thing, if these people want to do it, 45% of all federal student debt, all of it, is under $10,000. So all of it will be wiped away from the books, which means, and it, it will be wiped. Someone challenged me the other day. They're like, oh, it ain't wiped away from the books. I'm like, who do you think has the books? The government is the one with the books. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? They are going to, well, we have to pay for it. No, no, you did not pay for it. The federal government makes money on student loans. It is it is a profit operation for the government. This mm -hmm. isn't a thing where tax dollars pay for student loans. You are a bonehead. There are interest on those loans. The college gets the money. The person has to pay back the loans. You can't even file bankruptcy for a damn student loan because it's federally subsidized and they get to charge whatever interest they want to set. It doesn't matter. And well, that's, well, I was going to say, that's why those, those moments of them, you know, being hypocritical, you've got Ted Cruz who wants to talk about, you know, uh, baristas, you know, and, 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 and making coffee and, and being lazy as he sits in a, probably what I would imagine is a very expensive leather armchair as he's critiquing the actual working class of America saying, oh, you're lazy and you're asking for a handout. I mean, this is the party. They're attacking the very people that they say they're going to represent. And right. I would I would I would love I would personally love to know how many friends or family members of these Republican representatives or senators who bash this program that are actually going to be recipients of this program, because I guarantee there are people they know you know, in some line of fashion, some connection that are going to be like, oh, this was actually great. And the other thing is that Ted Cruz, you know, like Tony said, this isn't a check. This is 10,000 is just a cut from what you owe. And so the fact that you've got these Republicans also spitting this lie, it's like these people are getting $10,000, $20,000. That's not at all what it is. It's not a check. It's not like you're getting a stimulus check during the pandemic, which by the way, was barely anything to survive on. Spot on. But it's, it's, it's what they do. It's an easy play out of their book. They like to re they're, they're revisionists. They lie, they cheat, they steal. Hell, they'll probably kill. I don't know, you know, but it's one so of those that, things that Republicans see, love to move on. And the biggest mistake possible, and I'll let them make it. And I even see some trolls in like the comments making this mistake. And I love when they make this mistake is to call the people who are burdened by these loans slackers, to call mm -hmm. them lazy, to attack those people. Those people who would do that, like the like the individuals in the comments here, like these Republicans, like Lauren Boebert, like Ted Cruz, like Ben Shapiro, who make up these fake degrees, lesbian dance theory, anti-racist dance theory. They, they have a lot of dance theories, apparently, that the Republican <laughs> Party thinks happens. But all they're doing is they are driving people right away from the Republican Party. And you know what? The Democratic Party welcomes them with open arms because the Democratic Party is a big tent party. We always say here for our new listeners, we don't support Democrats because we like the Democratic logo <laughs> or the donkey or the color scheme or although I do like blue, but that's that, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, it's because they're the only party, the only major party that actually supports democracy. And I think it's good to be able to have debates within the party from people like Joe Manchin. And I think it is that jo good that Joe Manchin is in the party to people like Bernie Sanders to be able to have these debates about what the best way forward is and to have sensible common sense debates. That should be the political, basically, that should be our, our, our two ends in our political system here. However, the Republican Party has gone so far right that I like to say they have literally gone to Hungary.
They have gone so far right that they are literally palling around with fascist dictators. They are defending. You're not exaggerating. Expand on that. You're not exaggerating. No, I mean, it's why I've been, we've been speaking about the whole show, Jordy. He had a little trouble with his headphones earlier. Expand on it, Brett. Do a whole other podcast. Jordy, Jordy, I just did like an hour on this, Jordy. It was formed by my brothers and I, Jordy, Brett, and Ben. And I've been getting texts from all of our family members right now saying how mean that you guys have been to me throughout this entire stream. So okay, you're going to have to answer to a okay, lot of easy. a lot of angry parents after this <laughs> a, a, after this is all all, all done. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Why are people so this... mean, Jordy? Why are people so mean? Not people, not people my brothers. What Jordy wanted you to expand on though is that the prime minister of Hungary, Viktor Orban, is the person who the Republicans like worship. Mm-hmm. And he's an authoritarian. They literally held their CPAC convention. That's thank you. Thank you for translating. In, hung- <laughs> in Hungary, and then they invited him to be their keynote speaker uh, when they had their CPAC here in the United States, which is why we always say, and this is going to go back to the speech tonight, we do not call Republicans conservative. We do not call the six people who are on the Supreme Court conservative justices. There's nothing conservative about people who want to undermine and destroy our democracy. These are radical extremist MAGA Republicans. And you can go down the list of of any of the issues. Like, is it conservative to believe that a global pandemic which killed millions of people is fake and that we need to arrest, arrest, throw it in prison Not the person who steals our top secret national security information, but our top scientists who helped like discover and treat the AIDS epidemic and H1N1, like the person who's been here for the last 40 years in Dr. Fauci. The the view is we need to arrest that person. That's what the radical right. That's a conservative. That's like Mm -hmm. a conservative viewpoint. It's a conservative viewpoint to support like Donald Trump stealing top secret sensitive information right. and imperiling our troops. The, the documents you have on the screen right now, that's a and conservative. Looks like your high school. Uh, it looks like your room from high school. It's a conservative. <laughs> oh, the to Support an insurrection and putting in fake electors from the state. And like literally saying that judges don't matter. Governors don't matter. Courts don't matter. Whatever and whatever the state legislator says, as long as they're Republican, they're the ones who get to control the. That's supposed to be a conservative. Uh, posi- the, the, there's nothing conservative about any of these views. And then, if you want to actually so right. get into the economics mm-hmm. of the issue, right? You talk about who's the person who reduced the deficit by 1.7 <laughs> trillion dollars, and who's the person who increased it by trillions of dollars. You know, they cut the taxes for all of these, you know, for the Republicans. The first thing they do is cut the taxes for billionaires with no way to pay for it. And they run up our deficits and our debt like crazy. A Democrat comes in, treats the issue, fixes the issue and fiscally responsible, comes up with plans that are always deficit neutral at first. That uh, there is no conservative Republicans anymore. And so that's why to all of our new listeners and our new viewers, stop calling them conservative. Please. Don't do that. 
I mean, especially like, you know, the, I guess my biggest question for those who who are on the right, who are, you know, pro MAG and all that. Do you support a group of people that are willing to uh, make death threats to, you know, Dr. Fauci, who's just, you know, again, a pro-life job. That's what his job is to make sure that people don't die. He's pro-life. Are you are you for a group that is willing to threaten the life of Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who signed off on the search warrant of Mar-a-Lago? Like at each each one of these times we talked about it earlier, which is like their default is to act like a thug and then try to incite violence when they don't get their way. So the, the biggest question I have is if you really are for this group, then you support the the violent tactics and the violent threats against anyone who doesn't agree with you. It Spot doesn't on. sound very democratic. It doesn't sound like you are willing to be open minded and actually have a discussion. It sounds like it's either your way or no way. Like that's the, that's the part that is MAGA right now. The quote unquote law and order crowd is the least law and order crowd <laughs> in the world. I mean, it's it's pure insanity. Yeah, we got conservative ideals, you know, like uh, repeal the Espionage Act and uh, <laughs> and defund the FBI and steal top secret records and the, the, the good old the good old conservative values. You know what I'm talking about, Brett? Well, I'm, I want to I want to cue everyone in because here we're looking at a picture here uh, where the president's going to come out scene for us and, Tony. and going to scene. going to um, he's going to speak tonight of exactly the the. Uh, the stuff we're talking about here where MAGA Republicans are, are way out to lunch. Um, you know, again, they're not conservative. They haven't been conservative for a long time, like you're saying. Uh, but I think we're going to see the president say that tonight. But I have some non-breaking news. We, we've been watching this uh, this uh, 2A picture here. We looked at this earlier. Um, but the non-breaking news is the picture of, of Donald Trump here in his office. Um, this is a picture of Donald Trump in his office from the past. Donald Trump had a look how tidy his, it is. The yeah. FBI look, of making him appear like a slob, and here he is, his actual working desk. I assume at Trump Tower, yeah. where he looks like a complete slob. Like the FBI evidence. You know that. You know that binder's up. upside down too. Oh yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. That's a Bible, Jordy. Well, probably. Not. <laughs> I, 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 well, the reason why I pull this up, and and this is, you know. This goes at the heart of what what is going to happen here is we have we have a situation where we're we're being gaslit as a nation and his supporters that somehow the criminal part is that the FBI took a picture of the evidence. Because, again, as this is you can clearly see it says 2A. My guess is that 1A, the picture 1A is actually a picture of all these documents stuffed inside these these frames where the Time magazines are framed. That's my guess, is 1A is that picture. And then this well, is well, Donald a. Trump's Donald Trump's response, which was the most incriminating response possible, <laughs> was, my doc the documents weren't on the floor. I had them hidden away in cartons. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, the fact that he, he decided to oh, use the no. word carton, like Tony and I talked about this today on the show, which was, when I hear carton, I think a lot. I think there's a lot that it can hold. So yeah. when you say, "Oh, well, no, no, I had them stashed in cartons that they that they rolled away," I'm I'm thinking, "Shit, how many documents did you have in that office alone?" <laughs> right? Like th that is the immediate response well, when, when he's we, like, "Oh, they're photographically released." Like, what what are you talking about? We also talked today about the carpet, 
Okay. Now this might be the worst crime of this entire whole mess here is this tacky ass Motel 6 carpet. Tony, I mean, that's literally the Republican argument is basically like the real carpet is the, the real crime is the carpet. Like they've taken that as the right, actual right. argument. Well, that that's the, well, again, but here's the thing is the carpet is important because you see pictures of Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and the craziest part Kyle is Kyle Rittenhouse and his family mm-hmm. are in that room within arm's distance of this classified documents. And this guy had three of them in his desk. Now, I want to go back to the picture of his desk. And I think this is important because this guy loves to brag about himself and shit that he has. He has magazines. He has newspapers on his desk that have his name on it. Right. Like that's the entire that's why it looks like such a filthy mess, because he collects anything that has his name on it. And when someone would come in his office, he'd say, look at this magazine I was on. Look at this newspaper I was on. Now imagine Kyle Rittenhouse and his family are in this office, going to take the thumbs up picture in front of Kim Jong-un, where he's shaking hands with a murderous dictator. He loves that picture behind him. But imagine they're sitting at the, the thing and he's like, let me show you some things. And I just, I can't even dream of why a person would have three, three classified documents three pieces of national defense information inside a desk drawer at their private home so they can what? What, what for what? Why, why? Why do you need to have that? Because you waved your Big Mac stained hands over it and declassified it magically? Or you say that's what you did and now you want to keep it as a memento to, sh- to show a murderous little shit who murdered people and, 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 and he got away with it and now he's down here and you're taking a thumbs up picture and you're going to show him and his family? I mean, what, why, why? Tony, that's in addition to the hundreds of top secret sensitive compartmented information that was found in the storage area after Trump's lawyers signed certifications and affirmations under penalty of perjury that they had returned all of the records. There was also never any claims by Trump in his conversations with the archives or the FBI that any of these uh, documents were declassified. As I've repeated over and over again, classification is not at issue. And it looks like, Tony, I'm going to turn it yeah. to you. It well, looks like yeah, Biden will like, be uh, coming Biden's out right going to be coming out the... Uh... Uh, and so before Biden comes out, everybody go to uh, store.midastouch.com afterwards, store.midastouch.com, 10% off on orders over $50. And uh, Tony, I will With toss code it democracy. To that is code to use code democracy at checkout. And I just want to paint the scene also of just how incredible Independence Hall looks. And Tony, why don't you tell him what's going on? Well, here, here the president and uh, Dr. Joe Biden, his wife, the first lady is coming out uh, to give this speech. So, um, fellas, thanks a lot. We're going to go to this speech here. Um, and we're going to listen in. Have a seat. Thank you. I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique 
among nations than in America, where all created equal. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. With three simple words, we the people, we the people, these the ideas they embody upon which this nation is built. They're how we became the greatest nation on earth. They're why, for more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. But as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose it. We must never forget, we the people are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall, a flame that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, world wars, civil rights, that sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free and just, that is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president, not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. 
They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots and they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. They tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time, they're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. That's why respected conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. But while the threat to American democracy is real, I want to say as clearly as we can, we are not powerless in the face of these threats. We are not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. There are far more Americans, far more Americans, from every, from every background of belief, who reject the extreme MAGA ideology than those that accept it. And folks, it's within our power, it's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. I believe America is at an inflection point, one of those moments that determine the shape of everything that's to come after. And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together, we can choose a different path. We can choose a better path forward to the future, a future of possibility, a future to build and dream and hope. And we're on that path moving ahead. I know this nation. I know you, the American people. I know your courage. I know your hearts. And I know our history. This is a nation that honors our Constitution. We do not reject it. This is a nation that believes in the rule of law. We do not repudiate it.
This is a nation that respects free and fair elections. We honor the will of the people. We do not deny it. And this is a nation that rejects violence as a political tool. We do not encourage violence. We are still an America that believes in honesty and decency and respect for others. Patriotism, liberty, justice for all, hope, possibilities. We are still at our core a democracy. And yet, history tells us the blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. For a long time, we told ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed, but it's not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it, each and every one of us. That's why tonight, I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy, regardless of your ideology. We're all called by duty and conscience to confront extremists who put their own pursuit of power above all else. Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving American democracy than MAGA Republicans are to destroying American democracy. We, the people, will not let anyone or anything tear us apart. around us. We cannot allow to prevail. We here, you've heard it, more and more talk about violence as an acceptable political tool in this country. It's not. It can never be an acceptable tool. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period, none, ever. We saw law enforcement brutally attacked on January 6th. We've seen election officials, poll workers, many of them volunteers of both parties, subject to intimidation and death threats. And can you believe it? FBI agents just doing their job as directed, facing threats to their own lives from their own fellow citizens. On top of that, there are public figures today, yesterday, and the day before predicting and all but calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. This is inflammatory. It's dangerous. It's against the rule of law. And we, the people, must say, this is not who we are. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we can't be pro-insurrectionists uh, pro and pro-American. We're incompatible. We can't allow violence to be normalized in this country. It's wrong. We each have to reject political violence with, with all the moral clarity and conviction this nation can muster. Now, we can't let the integrity of our elections be undermined, for that is a path to chaos. Look, I know politics can be fierce and mean and nasty in America. I get it. 
I believe in the give and take of politics, in disagreement and debate and dissent. We're a big, complicated country. But democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people, see politics not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. I will not stand by and watch. I will not the will of the American people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless evidence-free claims of fraud. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. I will not stand by and watch the most fundamental freedom in this country, the freedom to vote and have your vote counted and be taken from you and the American people. Look, as your president, I will defend our democracy with every fiber of my being, and I'm asking every American to join me. <clears throat> Throughout our history, America has often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like your hearings in that bullhorn. I believe we can and must do that again. And we are. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. They spread fear and lies, lies told for profit and power. But I see a different America, an America with an unlimited future, an America that's about to take off. I hope you see it as well. Just look around. I believe we could lift America from the depths of COVID so we passed the largest economic recovery package since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And today, America's economy is faster, stronger than any other advanced nation in the world. We have more to go. I believe we could build a better America. So we passed the biggest infrastructure investment since President Dwight D. Eisenhower. And we now embark on a decade of rebuilding the nation's roads, bridges, highways, ports, water systems, high-speed internet. Railroads. I believe we could make America safer. So we passed the most significant gun safety law since President Clinton. I believe we could go from being the highest cost of prescriptions in the world to making prescription drugs and healthcare more affordable. So we passed the most significant healthcare reform since President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act. <clears throat> And I believe we, create, we could create a clean, 
energy future and save the planet. So we passed the most important climate initiative ever, ever, ever. The cynics and the critics tell us nothing can get done, but they're wrong. There is not a single thing America cannot do, not a single thing beyond our capacity if we do it together. It's never easy, but we're proving in America, no matter how long the road, progress does come. Look, I know the last year, a few years have been tough, but today, COVID no longer controls our lives. More Americans are working than ever. Businesses are growing, our schools are open. Millions of Americans have been lifted out of poverty. Millions of veterans once exposed to toxic burn pits will now get what they deserve for their families and their compensation. American manufacturing has come alive across the heartland and the future will be made in America. No matter what the white supremacists and the extremists say, I made a bet on you, the American people, and that bet is paying off, proving that from darkness, the darkness of Charlottesville, of COVID, of gun violence, of insurrection, we can see the light. Light is now visible. Light that will guide us forward, not only in words, but in actions, actions for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for America. Even in this moment, with all the challenges we face, I give you my word as a Biden, I've never been more optimistic about America's future. Not because of me, but because of who you are. We're going to end cancer as we know it. Mark my words. We're going to create millions of new jobs in a clean energy economy. We're going to think big. We're going to make the 21st century another American century because the world needs us to. That's where we need to focus our energy, not in the past, not on divisive culture wars, not on the politics of grievance, but on a future we can build together. The MAGA Republicans believe that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. They believe America, not like I believe about America. I believe America is big enough for all of us to succeed. And that is the nation we're building, the nation where no one is left behind. I ran for president because I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. I still believe that to be true. I believe the soul is the breath, the life, and the essence of who we are. The soul is what makes us us. The soul of America is defined by the sacred proposition that all are created equal in the image of God, that all are entitled to be treated with decency, dignity, and respect, that all deserve justice and a shot at lives of prosperity and consequence, and that democracy, democracy must be defended, for democracy makes all these things possible. Folks. And it's up to us. Democracy begins and will be preserved in we, the people's habits of the heart, in our character, optimism that is tested yet endures, courage that digs deep when we need it, 
Empathy that fuels democracy. The willingness to see each other, not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there, they're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But history and common sense... Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. But history and common sense tell us that opportunity, liberty, and justice for all are most likely to come to pass in a democracy. We have never fully realized the aspirations of our founding, but every generation has opened those doors a little bit wider to include more people who have been excluded before. My fellow Americans, America is an idea the most powerful idea in the history of the world, and it beats in the hearts of the people of this country. It beats in all our hearts. It unites America. It is the American creed, the idea that America guarantees that everyone be treated with dignity. It gives hate no safe harbor. It installs in everyone the belief that no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can't achieve. That's who we are. That's what we stand for. That's what we believe. And that's precisely what we're doing. Opening doors, creating possibilities, focusing on the future. And we're only just beginning. Our task is to make our nation free and fair, just and strong, noble and whole. And this work is the work of democracy, the work of this generation. It is the work of our time, for all time. We can't afford to have, leave anyone on the sidelines. We need everyone to do their part. So speak up, speak out, get engaged, vote, vote, vote. And if we do our duty, if we do our duty in 2022 and beyond, then ages still to come will say, we, all of us here, we kept the faith. We preserved democracy. We heeded our worst. We, we heeded not our worst instincts, but our better angels. We, we proved that for all its imperfections, America is still the beacon to the world, an ideal to be realized, a promise to be kept. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred, nothing more American. That's our soul. That's who we truly are. And that's who must, we must always be. I have no doubt, none, that this is who we will be and that we'll come together as a nation that will secure our democracy, that for the next 200 years, we'll have what we had the past 200 years, the greatest nation on the face of the earth, we just need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America, the United States of America. And may God protect our nation, and may God protect all those who stand watch over our democracy. God bless you all. Democracy. Thank you.
as we watch the President of the United States uh, leave the podium here with his wife, the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden. We bring you this live coverage from Independence Hall in Philadelphia. The President makes his speech, makes the case for democracy, and makes the case for America to believe in democracy. I think we actually, it, it was almost like b the before show, we were actually writing this speech for the President of the United States. It kind of felt that way at some points. I want to bring in uh, Gabe Sanchez, my co-host, see what his uh, take is on this speech. Uh, Gabe, what did you think of the uh, the speech here? I thought, I mean, you made a good point. It is very close to what we talked about. You know, there is no guarantee in, in the safety of democracy. And what Joe Biden put forward was talking about how we need to preserve that in which we have in our country. And if we let, you know, we he a great line that he said is good manners is nothing that they've ever suffered from before. Those people who are outside MAGA, those MAGA Republicans, they can they can express how they want to talk or what they whatever they want to say but you know it comes down to you know that side the violence on that side will not be will not be be allowed right this is something that democracy will not let happen and i think this was you know dark brandon coming out and <laughs> throwing down the gauntlet dark brandon rises i i i am i'm i'm with you i want to bring in the mizellus brothers from the Midas Touch podcast. Fellas, what did you think of the uh, speech here? What did you think? Well, I, I thought it was powerful. Ben, why don't you start? I thought it was an incredibly powerful speech, a defense of democracy and why democracy is so sacred. Let me hit some of the key points and key lines. First, the way he began his speech in Philadelphia, he said, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight I come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation. Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism. So he sets the tone right there that Trump and MAGA Republicans are an aberration. They do not reflect the great history of our nation and our aspirations as a democracy to always progress and be better. He then talks about there is no place for political violence in America, period, none, ever. And this at a time where radical right extremists, that's all they talk about, provoking political violence, stoking riots, supporting insurrections. Some of the other great lines, he says, that's why tonight I'm asking our nation to come together to unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy, regardless of your ideology. He goes on to say, I will not stand by and watch elections in this country be stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. And really the conclusion is, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of unity and hope and optimism or a nation of fear, division, and darkness. And I think those sound bites right there really summed up 
that speech well. And this was about radical Republican extremists spreading horrible conspiracies. We need to move forward as a nation. We need to heal. And we always need to recognize that foundational to all of that is the importance of democracy. Honestly, one of the best political speeches Mm -hmm. I've heard ever. Ben, I know you're the smart brother, but like, how did you, how did you annotate the whole speech in in that (laughs) short period of time? That's super impressive. Jordy, we actually do work here on Midas Touch in the background. So you know what, man? Uh, you know what? Well, Jordy, if you actually so so Jordy, if you actually yeah. realize Brett and I were posting on our Midas Touch Twitter feed and I print the summary of it and I printed much <laughs> No, go on. Keep going. But I, 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 I wanna let me let me let me say though what I because it's a, it is a serious speech so I I, I do want to keep it pretty pretty you know straight um because at, at the beginning I think he said what we said he would say without even seeing the speech which is he makes a clear distinction between MAGA Republicans mm-hmm. and true conservative Republicans and he came right right up front and he said listen not every Republican embraces this extremist ideology while still acknowledging that this extremist ideology has its hold on the modern day Republican Party. And that's what is so dangerous about it. He said MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards and that he felt it was his responsibility to tell the truth no matter how difficult or painful that truth is. I like when he quoted Judge Michael Luddig saying that there is a clear and present danger from the January 6th hearing when Luddig testified. And there, it ended on an optimistic note. It started out laying out the problem before us. Basically, we have this party, we have this extremist fringe that believes in political violence. He basically called out Lindsey Graham for calling for riots in the right. street without using Lindsey Graham's name. He said they use violence, basically saying violence is their legitimate political discourse, as Ronna McDaniel of the RNC has stated that fact for themselves. Um, But he noted, you know what, we're not powerless to this. And he was calling on, it was really a message of unity at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. It was, we want all Americans to come out and to unify behind our democracy. And I don't care if you are independent, Republican, Democrat, I don't care what your ideology is, as long as you are on the side of democracy and yeah. believe in the American experiment. And, and that Brett, I want to give you this piece of breaking news. I want to give you this piece of breaking news, though, um, and an update. So literally right after the speech, the White House uh, Twitter feed, which has been quite spicy lately right. said I the see. following it's like the dark white house or something <laughs> they, they, they said this in recent weeks fbi agents are facing threats from maga republican elected officials congressional republicans such as congresswoman lauren bobert and marjorie taylor green and congressman andy biggs dan bishop and paul gosar have publicly called for defunding the fbi so immediately after wow, that by speech, name huh calling man. them by name who, that's a, who that's is a, Madica, who's maga republican these people jordan the list. No. That, that, that's exactly how you take control of the narrative and i know we like to get light on the show and we're brothers and we like to do our banter or whatnot but but it's very in, in all seriousness you look at the state of the union a few months back you couldn't argue overwhelmingly how well biden did during that moment and tonight Again, if you're not Team America, 
I, I, I just don't know how you watch that speech and aren't like, wow, this is the person that I want to lead the country. Everything he said is so quote unquote normal and rational and exactly where we need to be heading as a country and, and, and to get and to push away this weird MAGA Republican fraction, but to understand that there are Republicans that are normal and that want a society that once, you know, was reflective of what the American values had stood for. And Biden's speech tonight, man, I mean, so amazing. And once again, just proved why he is our president and will be the president and again in 2024. And one I just want to say that, uh, one of the things I want to reflect upon, actually, to your point, Jordy, I read it in the comments. Someone said, great speech, but was he preaching to the choir? First, I don't think he was preaching to the choir. But first, let's take a step back. The choir in our country of 81 million people who support right. democracy need to be preached to. One of the mistakes Democrats yeah. in the past right. have neglected our choir. And one of the things we've always said on the Midas Touch Network is, Sometimes you got to sing to your choir. You got to preach to your choir. You got to pump up your choir. Um, so it is important that we let our choir know because our choir can sing louder than their choir, despite the fact that their choir is super obnoxious and yells and is annoying and lies. But is Judge Ludig our choir? Is Liz Cheney no. our choir? Is uh, Kitzinger our choir? You know, you could go down the list of, of people and there really is a broader coalition that's right. formed of pro-democracy. And no matter what, here's the thing, people. We're not going to be able, no matter what we do, to change the minds of about 25 to 35 percent of this country. They're lost. I, I just, it's just the reality. We can, we, it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. It doesn't mean that our messages shouldn't be filled with love and promoting peace and trying to help people. Mm -hmm. But no matter what we do, what history has taught us in very recent history is you can have somebody steal top secret, sensitive, compartmented information, and they'll be complaining about the photograph versus the theft. So there's a lost cause to some extent, but this broader coalition of democracy and calling out these radicals by name, as I just mentioned, that the White House did. So good. Bobert, Green, Biggs, Bishop. These are the people emblematic of a defund the FBI, repeal the Espionage Act. There is no such thing as a global pandemic. Arrest the leader of our the, the top scientist who's trying to help us. Put that person in jail. These people are radical, extreme, and dangerous, and America is better than that. And that choir of democracy, oh, we're ready to sing. We're yes, ready sir. to sing so loud right here, now. Here is that, uh, here's that uh, tweet here um, that uh, Ben is referring to at the White House. Um, that the dark Brandon has been tweeting from the White House uh, Twitter, uh, apparently. So there's there's the tweet uh, on the page there, so you can take a look at it. I I I I think that when we talk about how he's framing this up and preaching to the choir, because me and Gabe try to preach this every single day on our show. Like 
our music to the lead in is rock music because we want you to be excited about your democracy. We want you to be excited about leaning in and engaging in the ballot. He used the word engage in your democracy because I think if the choir can have strategic outrage, we can actually say, no, you're not going to take our rights away from us. You're not going to do these un-American things. You're not going to defund the FBI. You're not going to get rid of the Department of Education. You're not going to start taking away rights away from LGBTQ people. You're not going to mm-hmm. you're not going to send people off. You're not going to ban book fairs and books. You're not going to do that stuff. If we all come together and we we get the choir pumped up to say it in one loud, one loud push for that ballot. And engage in our democracy. And I don't just mean marking the ballot. Like, that's the most important part. But you have to check your registration because these morons are trying to come for your registration. You have to make sure you're getting people registered to vote while you still can. You have you have to be out there finding your candidates and talking to those candidates. If you got spare change, you got to be given your spare change. I mean, it's super important to engage in your democracy. And I think that's what the president is telling people that, hey, while you still got it, you better use democracy and you better do the thing you're supposed to. And that's democracy. And I want to emphasize President Biden's kind of final statements there, where his message to the crowd was speak up, get involved. And as you said, Tony, get engaged, vote, vote. And he said that a few times. And now compare that to what you're hearing from these MAGA Republicans who aren't saying vote, vote. They are saying riot in the streets. I mean, the differences could not be clear. And that's why it's so important to call out this radical MAGA agenda. And what you're going to see now is you're going to see a lot of people telling on themselves here. Because as I've been saying, President Biden made a clear distinction here as we watched him. He made a clear distinction between MAGA Republicans who are anti-democracy and conservative Republicans who we have disagreements with, but could have policy discussions with, without political violence and without all the things that come with that MAGA Republican strain. And so what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of backlash from these MAGA Republicans basically raising their hand and letting the crowd know, oh, you're speaking about fascism. You're talking about me and I don't like being called a fascist. You're talking about me. They're going to call themselves out as being fascist because if they were conservative Republicans, they shouldn't have a problem with this speech. But I think like Ben said, there is a large swath of people in this country, 81 million, and I would say even higher than that of voters who believe in democracy, who support democracy, who showed up in the last election for the Joe Biden that we saw here tonight. And we cannot give these MAGA Republicans a pass. We cannot give these extremists a pass. And we cannot give the media a pass either for trying to both sides these issues. You know right now, and I'm not even watching, first off, I'm a little even just disturbed by the fact that a lot of the mainstream networks did not even broadcast this speech tonight. They chose not to even Pathetic. But I guarantee that, though, if you turn on one of these other stations right now, I guarantee you are seeing debates. Did pres- I don't even have to watch it. I know this is the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Did President Biden go too far? Was he too divisive in his rhetoric? And listen, we could have no quarter for fascism here. We are a right. nation of laws. We are a nation. This is the American experiment built on the Constitution, built on the democracy. And we need to be able to take on the threat of fascism firsthand. You do not wait till fascism consumes you before you begin to act. This is the time we need to act. Because like Biden said, if these MAGA Republicans take over in 2022, they're going to put in the pieces to start overturning our free and fair elections in 2024 and beyond. 
And Brett, like talking about the fascists team. telling on themselves, the expression, a hit dog will holler. And boy, when he started talking about semi-fascists, all the fascists were like screaming and whining and how dare he. He was Don't supposed to be that. a uniter. Yeah, until you overthrew the government, you idiots, you morons. And one of the main messages, though, that we have going into uh, these midterms is Rovember and yep. row, row your vote. Rovember, go to store.minustouch.com. We have a special deal right now for all those who are just watching right now. 10% off on orders over $50. Row, row, row your vote. One of our best sellers, the Rovember Tees. Convict 45, also interpreted as Convict 45 shirts. And so go there. And also to support (laughs) independent media. Look, we're not funded by outside investors. We're not funded by billion-dollar interests. This is this is us. You're looking at it. You're looking at it right now. You're you're looking at the operation. And one way you can help and contribute to true and to true independent media is on the YouTube chat. There is a contribute button. You can subscribe too. Yeah, um, but there's also a contribute button. Hit the I was subscribe way ahead of you. Button, I was and there's way a way to contribute that supports this independent media. And that's one of the things that we rely on to uh, continue providing this independent coverage jet. that you love. It's just on the bottom of YouTube. No worries. Either way, hitting the subscribe button is just as helpful and sending our videos around to people is important. And, if you're watching this on YouTube, go and watch and subscribe to us on the audio. So wherever you get your audio podcast, go check out not just the Midas Touch podcast, but also check out the Tony Michaels podcast on the yes, Tony sir. Michaels YouTube, the Tony Michaels audio. Check out the Midas Touch audio podcast. Search it, the Midas Touch podcast and all the Midas Touch family podcasts like Politics Girl and Maya Culpa's in the network and Legal AF and influence continuum just bringing unapologetically pro-democracy content to you i just love this notion of sorry jerry let's let's let you go go ahead ahead. you got this all i want to say is this 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 will be the last thing i say then i'll let everyone else finish finish up if i could just coin tonight's speech in in one title i'd say it's 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 the team america speech if for whatever reason you were against what biden had said tonight in his 40-minute address I'm sorry, but you do not care. You do not give a shit about this democracy. You're not Team America because there's nothing Biden said in his speech tonight that you should not be able to rally around and understand that at the root of it, all he cares about is making sure whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or whoever the hell you are, that you live in a society that loves you back. Well, I'll tell you, I've actually been monitoring here the GOP Twitter because I figured they would they say something. Losing it. They, they would quiet? say something. They, they have said nothing. Yeah, Absolutely well, nothing. They, they cannot, they can't, just what Jordy said, they cannot take fundamentally what Joe Biden said and use it against him because mm-hmm. we do live in a democracy. And it is what the choir, as Ben said earlier, it is what the majority of Americans want. And I want to point something out because as Joe Biden was giving this speech, the president is speaking and he's giving this speech about democracy. You had one moron with a bullhorn, one. And doesn't that speak loudly to what we are dealing with in this country, where the majority of people want their way of life inside their democracy? They value it. It is something that they want to continue to have. And you got one dumb son of a bitch yelling it's, and screaming. It's a great point, a Tony. It's, yeah. it's very indicative of the dynamic of the country. And it shows you 
you know, who the real silent majority is. That right. crowd sums up the true silent majority of pro-democracy loving Americans. And then you have the loud AF minority piping in whatever he was piping mm -hmm. in with his with his blow horn. You know, they, they say Republicans, you know, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis has BDE. But I mean, from their side, it looks like they have LDE. Like these guys are <laughs> trying. It was, was lethal. It was lethal. Well, okay, by, by they, you, and I know you're saying it facetiously. And this is one of the things to point out about their weirdness, which is that <laughs> the Republican candidate for the governor of Arizona, her mm -hmm. main platform, her main platform is that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis have BDE. And what she asks her crowd in all of these rallies, she goes to all the parents out there, to all the parents, ask your kids when you go home what big dick energy is. Ladies and gentlemen, don't, ask don't your that. children what big dick energy is because Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, that's what a major Republican running, not let me fight for your social security. First off, mm -hmm. they have the littlest dick energy. So let me just get out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 not, I'm going to help you get health care. We're going to protect Medicare and your social security. No, because they want to overturn and abolish all of those things. They're talking about about dicks. I mean, like, if this is an idiocracy, I wouldn't believe the movie that so they're that, out there. It's no. it's more idiotic than idiocracy. What's going on oh. out there? And Americans are just, you know, it's kind of the right. subtext in Biden's speech. Right. Like You're Americans right. are taking notice and going, dude, what big dick energy? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. like, like. I mean, can, can you can imagine? I afford to live? Can I afford to live where I'm gonna live? Can I pay my check? Like, government, what are you gonna? What are you doing? But also, like, can you imagine being at your dinner dinner table in your living room or your dining room and, and having a conversation with your kids and being like, instead of having the conversation like, oh, how was your day at school? Or like, what did you do during the soccer game or the football game or whatever it was? Your question to your kids is, so what is BDE? Like, that's the topic that you have want to have a discussion about with your kids. Like, you guys are already, Republican MAGA crew is already weird enough with their with their obsession with genders and in bathroom usage and what have you. But like the fact that you have a, 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 a governor or a candidate who's running for governor of Arizona, you know, um, just to say, go ask your children what that means. Like that's the immediate response is like, I won't tell you what it means, but you should ask your kids what it means. Cause you know, there's a story stuff. Gabe that not One a lot of people party. are talking about too, that I think is emblematic of, uh, congressional races in general. You know, there's a Republican candidate, and this is for a congressional district in Oregon where there was a horrible shooting uh, the other day there. And you have the Democratic candidate who's been there, like, with the families, at the vigils, like, doing and, and standing. You mean having empathy? You mean having empathy? Standing yeah, shoulder human. to shoulder. And the Republican millionaire candidate there, and this is a very kind of close and tight race there. Guess where the Republican candidate is? Mar -Lago? Doing publicity stunts at the border. Oh, Jesus. Publicity stunts. At, I'm going to do more reporting on that at, on future Midas Touch hits because I think that just so perfectly shows what they, you know, what they are. Did you see, for example... Um, one of the press secretaries to the Republican in Texas, someone who's running for office, was was saying, "You need to stop talking about Uvalde because it's all, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's a tired narrative." Is what yeah. the Republican it's worn out. We it's already a worn know out that and a tired narrative. Stop, yeah, because that's what they think it's. 
they think it's all a game. They have no conception of what well, you want to see proof. Brent you want to see a game? Proof. So I just sent a tweet from the official House GOP account. This is the wow. official Republican response to President Biden's speech. Everything you heard today, one of the most important speeches, arguably in at least modern presidential history. And the tweet reads, college football is better than Joe Biden with the greater than symbol in between. So that is how serious the GOP is taking this event. You it want me to show you what we do at the Tony Michaels podcast with this? We take this and we say, oh, you know what? Your tweet sucks. That's what we do here at the Tony Michaels podcast. Um, <laughs> it's actually, your it's tweet actually pretty sucks featured, featured on the Tony Michaels podcast. L- listen, these it is not surprising that they are diminishing this in a way that people can understand. And I want to be clear here because messaging is so important. And we mm-hmm. we do it here every single day. Whether you're watching our show, the Tony Michaels podcast, or you're watching other shows here on the Midas Touch Network, or, or just the news clips that are bringing to you are the reaction clips. We are doing that here because you have to go where people are at. And that's what I was trying to talk about earlier. And that's what they're desperately trying to do here by appealing to someone who would like college football as if college football has anything to do with what Joe Biden was saying tonight, other than the fact, if you let the fascists take over, if you don't do democracy, you won't have college football. They want, let me, let me be clear. They want to take away public education. People, where the fuck do you think college football comes from? from? It's a great point. It's a great point. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I, I do think tweets like that, though, I, I think they do play into exactly what President Biden's speech was about, which is that this party has been co-opted by an unserious group of people, right. by people who think democracy is a joke, by people who think you are a joke for caring about this country, by people who play into the darkness, who play into the cynicism. That is what they are. And so they are walking right into the trap that President Biden laid out, I think. And I think they look very clownish for this. And I also want to speak about the moment we were talking about before, about the person who was trying to interrupt the event, because President Biden was on his feet during that moment. And what did President Biden do? Did President Biden do what Donald Trump would do, which is get him out of here, beat him up. You know what we used to do to those guys back in the day. Don't you treat him too nice. Throw him in a cop car. No, President Biden goes, you know what, everybody? You're allowed to be outrageous in this country. That's okay. You're allowed to be like that. And everybody applauded because that is the America we all want to be. At the end of the day, people could say CNN, the Fox, whoever wants to talk about it, they could pretend like that was a divisive speech, but that was a very unifying speech where President Biden said, there's nothing in our capacity that we can't do when we do it together. And he spoke about his agenda. He spoke about the things people cared about, the things that Ben was speaking about. You know, people care about schools. People care, people care about education. People care about being to get health care when they're exposed to toxic burn pits. There mm-hmm. are things on people's minds a government needs to work in the interests of the people and not be this just clownish and 100%. Uh, apologies 100%. to clowns for that comparison. But people do not want this clownish Republican Party who takes everything like a joke while they steal your rights, while they force women to give birth, while they force little girls to carry a rapist baby to term, while they let toxic burn pit victims 
get killed rather than give them the health care. These are our veterans who fought for our country. And people are waking up. And like Jordy said, it was a Team America speech where mm-hmm. there is Team America and there are opponents to the American ideals. And this is a defining moment. This is an inflection point. And you have the opportunity, everybody who's watching this, and everybody across this country to pick what side you're on. I'm already getting some inside information from someone watching CNN at the moment that CNN is uh, criticizing Biden because he had Marines standing by at attention. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean you what? mean like every president who does a speech? Well, you, do well, you, you think you, you think about that, but you think about every time Trump putting Air Force One. It's just a different. It's a whole different set of rules, uh, you know, that they play with. You know, and I saw one comment that said it was a it was a, on our YouTube comments that said it was a great speech, but I'm cynical until Biden like does something and 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 does action. Messaging for Biden was actually based on his action. Right. He actually didn't lead with messaging. And the example I've given for the podcast listeners, I've described it like the scene in Braveheart where Braveheart was like, wait for it. You keep saying Braveheart. It is it now. 300 or is it actually Braveheart? Braveheart, man. It's, it's a Braveheart. Okay, hold, hold <laughs> now. And right. what Biden did actually, when people were criticizing him for it and saying, where is the messaging? But Biden had his head down. Because what Biden was doing was passing things like the CHIP Act and the PAC Act and the Infrastructure Bill and the Inflation Reduction Act. Any one of these, any one of those things that I just mentioned would be the most transformative thing that any president did in his first term. And Biden's got a whole list of them. Yeah, a whole list of them. Eight and eight. But that's what actually makes this authentic. Because now when they're out there, now when Democrats are out there like Pete Buttigieg, right? He's out there now delivering the checks that the infrastructure bills helping to make it real. On the other hand, you have people like Ron DeSantis who oppose the infrastructure bill, who would then take the money and $28 billion of it. And then he would hold these uh, press conferences and say like, ho, 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 uh, Santa, Santa DeSantis is here with your DeSantis clause. He he would literally say that. DeSantis clause is here. uh, he said that? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I do not want any You go to Broward County. He would go from county to county in Florida. And, and, he, and he'd be holding up the infrastructure checks that he opposed. But see, what the Democrats did here, and this is why this is just so brilliant, but like setting aside like brilliant and great messaging, it's like doing shit. Yeah. It's like actually helping people first. And then once we helped people, Within the limitations and bounds of our system, where there are checks and balances, he can't he can't get through his whole agenda. We have stupid rules like filibuster and other dumb yeah. things. He'd get everything passed if he actually could. He can't control that the radical right extremist court that Trump appointed these people. He can't, he can't, but everything he could control, he did and did in spades, but it led with action and then the messages. Here's what we did, here's what we will do. And then the Republican response is college football, college football. Again, they want to get rid of public education, which is college <laughs> football. Like, what the hell are they talking about? So you don't want back, college football? I don't understand. It's unbelievable. And just to go back to this protest who had interrupted Biden, just wait. And I bet there's already conspiracy theories out there that this was a false flag, that he was a oh, plan, yeah. that Biden knew that this person was going to do it, that he was too quick on his feet. That it's it's just where where the 29, 31% of this MAGA Republican base sits, man. It's, it's in a different, it's in a different world. 
But the speech tonight, going back to it, was so unifying and just so patriotic. And it's Team America. And if you, feel, if you have any problem at all with what Biden said, you really need to recheck your values in life. Mm-hmm. I want to point out one other thing here, too, about what Ben was saying about the, the president doing all these things. I think one moment in the speech where he said, I did all this because I trust you. I trust you, the country. I trust you, the people. I wanted to hand over power to you. I wanted to empower you. And you did it. You did exactly what I knew you would do because America is strong when our democracy is strong. And, and that moment, because there is not going to be a lot of people besides a bunch of let's go Brandon Nazis that are going to watch this speech and listen to what he says and say, oh, he's he's some sort of he's some sort of autocrat. Like he said the actual opposite of autocracy, because yeah. that really is what he laid out is you have a choice. You can choose democracy, which he trusts and he'll trust the American people to to do democracy or you can choose autocracy. You can choose these MAGA Republicans, as he puts it. Tony, I got to look the the white the White House Twitter account. Are they still the going? The White House social media director and team okay, to the White House marketing team. Y'all are crushing it right now. I just want to be on record as saying y'all deserve applause. Like this is so. As we've been talking, let me read you one from twelve minutes ago. Um, this one is the MAGA agenda promotes blind loyalty to Donald Trump. In April 2022, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy received a standing ovation from House Republicans when he walked back comments denouncing Donald Trump for the events of January 6th. And then there was the one a little bit earlier that says MAGA Republicans in Congress view the mob that stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th as patriots. On the anniversary of the violent insurrection, Congressman Matt Gates said, quote, we're proud of the work that we did on January 6th to make legitimate arguments about election integrity. They then went on and said another one. This, this is one where they have the photos. <laughs> MAGA Republican elected officials refused to accept the results of free and fair elections. 147 congressional Republicans voted to overturn the result of the 2020 presidential Fire, election. They, they keep, let, let me just let me keep going. The ma- <laughs> is 50 minutes ago. The MAGA agenda is focused on dragging our country backwards. 195 House Republicans voted against the Right to Contraception Act. 157 House Republicans voted against the Respect for Marriage Act. Republicans in Congress praised the Supreme Court for overturning Roe v. Wade. And I'm going to keep hitting refresh because what the White House is doing right there by calling out these extremists by name, it's really, it's really, though, you got the speech, you got social media, and then you've got the action leading it all and it's really 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 a work i mean of they, art. They, it's brilliant they've done a great job especially in, in most recently you know through all of their accomplishments and the different acts that have been passing but also this spicy kind of sassy i've got the receipts here they are and putting them on social media like whoever is whoever is creating a through line for this narrative is doing a great job like there is a good collaborative 
uh, a team environment that is happening with the White House to say, look, like you said, we're going to talk about it. We're going to post it here and we're actually going to act on it. We're going to deliver on the promises, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to student loan forgiveness. We're going to mm -hmm. act on the promises we made because we are going to make sure that promises are delivered and they are kept because we care about the American people as opposed to these insurrectionists, uh, Nazi yep. sympathizers, anyone who is anti-American, which is the right, which is MAGA Republicans. We are not that. We are America. We will not stand for violence being used as a political tool. And the fact that Biden reiterated that again and again to say that we are still at our core a democracy yes. and we have to fight for that. Yes. And that and this whole speech, I think, was was a, a great way to do that. And just to nail in again with the sassiness on the White House uh, Twitter account is perfection. <laughs> I, I almost wouldn't even refer to it as a, a, a sassiness, although I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. just the fact of the matter that the White House has facts on their side, and you can't argue with facts. It's one of the things we say in the Midas Touch Network. Truth is golden. Once you know the truth, there, there, there's nothing, there's nowhere else to go. The truth is the truth. And so when the White House puts out these Twitter threads laying out exactly, you know, who's who's culpable of this, that and the third, they're just the facts and you can't argue with it. And folks, I just want to say, you know, I, I, as I'm getting people texting me and sending me messages and as I'm seeing things come on my feed as what some of these other networks are covering right now about this speech, the language, the language that they are using to describe this speech is frankly disgusting. It's disgusting in this moment, and this is exactly what we told you would happen at the beginning of the speech, before the speech started. We told you that this is the outlook that the networks could take because they're very predictable. They yep. want to say President Biden, he was being oh, too combative. He was being too in your face, too divisive. How dare he? Mm -hmm. F that. F that. That was a powerful defense of our democracy. It was a unifying speech. And here at the Midas Touch Network, we support democracy wholeheartedly, 100%. We are almost right now at, I also want to say, because all these networks yes. are dropping the ball so much, we are almost at 500,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. I really recommend, if you love the content, if you love the 100% unapologetically pro-democracy style of delivery that we do here, subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. If you're listening to this in audio, go to youtube.com slash Midas Touch because we are building right here a network to compete with all these people because we need pro-democracy voices to rise. We need that pro-democracy choir that Ben was speaking of to rise because as President Biden said, and I think this is a defining line in his speech, Americans must choose right now to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or to obsess about the past, to be a nation of unity and hope and optimism or a nation of fear, division, or darkness. And I will always choose the path of light. I will always choose unity with the people who want to see our democracy in America thrive. Well said, big bro. I want to tell everyone to check out store.midastouch.com as we take this out with 10% off orders over $50, store.midastouch.com. Our no more malarkey stickers and shirts. We got, we got some great dark brand here. Row, row your vote shirts, Rovember shirts. Um, go check it out. It's one of the ways you can support independent media right there. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, the Tony Michaels YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe on audio as well to both the Midas Touch podcast as well as the Tony Michaels podcast. Make sure you subscribe to both. 
if you want to be a super fan or whatever the YouTube feature is, there's and support independent media that way. There's a little dollar sign at the bottom of YouTube where you can contribute to support independent media. We don't have outside investors. We're not funded by billionaires. It's three brothers who didn't know what they were doing two years ago <laughs> who were pissed off and who built this thing with the help of great people. And you're seeing two of them right here and Tony Michaels and Gabe Sanchez. Guys, it's an honor to share the stage with y'all. Y'all do such a great job hosting this, hosting the January 6th committee hearings. Of course, as we learn more about the new hearings of January 6th that will be coming up as they're scheduled, uh, Tony and Gabe will, of course, be holding those with our bigger and broader panel that you all know and love. Excited for that. And frankly, excited to fight with everybody together. You know, just being able to speak to y'all is a dream come true. And Brett, Brett just mentioned the size of our digital network. Um, our, the, the size of the digital network on YouTube at this point, we're doing more views and more engagement than any of the cable news networks. We're talking about more than Fox. We're talking about more than MSNBC and CNN. We don't have a cable network yet, but we're doing more numbers on it. And that's because... We don't just view this as like a sterile network, like this is some media company. This is a movement, and it's a movement that we're in this together. And every one of you who are watching this, you're part of this movement. We couldn't do any of this without you. Mm -hmm. And we so, and I wanted to say this from the bottom of my heart to all of you, like we love your support. Like we love the fact that you fight with us. The rocket fuel, the rocket fuel, and the secret sauce of the Midas Touch Network is the Midas Mighty. Fact. You know, it, it's you. And every morning when I wake up to fight for our democracy, and as if you've been watching our YouTube videos, and if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you probably know I've been getting not the much most sleep lately because I've been doing all these great <laughs> news alerts. But the most thing I get excited about is like I get to fight with this incredible group of brilliant supporters and people and Absolutely. allies. And that's you watching this at home, watching Absolutely. this on YouTube, watching this on the phone. And we will never, ever, ever take anything for granted when it comes to our supporters. We love you. We're going to keep fighting for you. And let's keep fighting for our democracy together. Tony, why don't you take it out? The, the Midas Mighty is always in our in our chat every single day because we air every single day, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, the Tony Michaels podcast on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and we also simulcast on Midas Touch Facebook page. And tomorrow is Friday. We have Bonehead of the Week. And you guys have allowed us to put Bonehead of the Week on the Midas Touch Network's YouTube channel on Friday night. So don't miss Bonehead of the Week and don't miss a single one of our episodes. I do want to say, that the White House Twitter account, whoever is doing that is brilliant. But what do you guys think of the brilliance of bringing up those tweets as Ben is talking about them? I mean, boy, the, whoever's running the board over here, whoever's running the show over here. We do have to thank Tony and Gabe, our entire production team, everybody who makes this possible. And of course, a huge, I don't, I, I can't even say it, I don't think. I need Jordy to say the words. Let's do it. do it. You guys ready for it? Let's We're ready it. for it. Come roll. Shout out to the Midas Mighty!